We're talking with the superintendent of the Nevada Joint Union High School District, Brett McFadden. We thank you for joining us, Brett. Thanks, Felton. Honored to be here. We got a press release that I guess we call it the NJUHSD. Is that your acronym for that? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And you guys are going to be returning to hybrid instruction, uh, hopefully beginning February 1st, which is just around the corner. And that should be some good news for uh, families and students. Yes, we're excited. You know, we've learned through this pandemic that the best form of education is in-person education. Well, so our students can um, get the services they need and and, then... have all of the benefits and the extracurricular activities and the athletics and such that, that they deserve. And so we're excited to uh, resume our hybrid model back again after a hiatus we needed to take uh, due to a rise in uh, COVID-19 cases on our campuses and in the community after the Thanksgiving holiday. But is this February 1st date dependent on staff and teachers getting vaccinated or what are your priorities and protocols here? No, um, you know, during this the COVID nineteen pandemic and in this environment, everything is subject to change on almost an hourly basis. Unfortunately, we feel pretty firm though that, um, and we've notified the community that to prepare for this transition, our teachers, our school staff, our administrators are all behind this. We have safety protocols put in place. Two new additions that we have are we've set up in partnership with our. County Office of Education, a rapid testing for educators that are um, showing symptoms. We didn't have this in place last fall, and so this will provide us better, quicker turnaround so that our staff doesn't have to isolate or, or quarantine as long. And then, as communities heard, we are starting vaccinations next week. So with these things in place, we're feeling confident that we can begin to bring this hybrid model back and then hopefully this is the start of our return back to normal. We've got a forecast with five, six days of snow next week, which might hinder testing. So would that push back your date a little bit if that were to happen? Well, everything's subject to change. So, you know, it wouldn't be a COVID year without additional challenges on top of everything else we're facing. But right now, we're going to go ahead with the vaccine and um, the vaccination uh, process. And, you know, we're going to We'll handle the snow and and, uh, do the best we can. I assume that most parents and students know where their high school is, what district they're in, but can you explain how many schools this involves? Yeah, this will involve actually all of the schools and school districts on the western slope. So every school district, with the exception of Truckee Unified. So we will coordinate the effort. Uh, My agency is taking the lead in terms of conducting the vaccinations all school personnel, not just teachers, but classified staff, administrators, those that are, are on campuses and, and in either direct or indirect contact with, with students and families, will be eligible to receive the vaccination dosages. And so we'll be conducting those on the Nevada Union High School campus beginning Wednesday, and we'll do a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're using the Pfizer vaccine, and so the Pfizer vaccine requires two doses of the vaccine. So Employees will will come in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, and then they'll have to come back, uh, I believe, uh, about three weeks later, the second dose. In your opinion, what is the advantage to in-person learning as opposed to distance learning, basically Zoom or taking your materials home and returning them? What we've discovered is, is that distance learning has been implemented in colleges and universities and, and some you know trade programs and such. 
that's a different type of environment. Usually, the students that are taking such courses, you know, they're they're have an incentive to be there. They've chosen to be there. The challenge with teenagers is that it's very easy to to sort of tune out uh, on the screen. What we've noticed, and this is we're, we've seen this here locally, but we're getting reports nationwide where students don't have the incentive to engage. They're lethargic about their education. They don't have the same connection. And we found that students really thrive on having those social connections. And I think we need to be honest, too. There are a lot of other things that we offer at high school that are actually attract students to come to high school. You know, I could say myself, you know, being an athlete, that was my motivation to keep good grades and, and to keep good attendance during my high school career. The same is true today. So students are motivated by athletics, visual performing arts, and um, elective programs and such. And as not having access to those has a significant impact on the psyche of a student. What type of food programs are going to be available once again once you start bringing students back into the classrooms? Yeah, we've been very happy uh, about this. This is one one silver lining of all of this. Is this federal government has actually granted uh, waivers to school districts that we don't have to adhere to the strict guidelines of the free and reduced lunch program. And so we've been able to continue since the onset of the pandemic to offer meals to our community and our students and their families and such. And so with the resumption of the hybrid model on February 1, we'll offer daily lunch to students. And so instead of going through a cafeteria line and then, you know, going to a table outside or inside, students will pick up their lunches and they'll have choices of various lunches and such. They'll pick up their lunches. They'll have a few, few moments to, you know, grab a bite to eat or, or be able to get back on a bus or get, get home uh, on their own. Um, but we'll be offering daily lunch service. And then in the mornings, we also offer kind of a modified breakfast or snacks. What about mental health services for students once they return to the classroom? That's another exciting thing, too, is, is we have, being able to see these students in person and then having have a human contact with our students is, is critically important. So one thing I'm so proud about this district, and I've worked in other districts uh, before, and what makes our district so unique is our comprehensive wraparound services that we have uh, for students, not only academic, not only you know athletics and, and visual performing arts, but we also offer a very strong range of social-emotional supports mental health services, uh, academic intervention, and such. And so we'll be able to offer, continue to offer those services. We've, we've never stopped offering those services during the pandemic, but having more face-to-face connection with students allows us to offer better, more effective services for them. This is the KVMR Evening News. We're talking with Brett McFadden, the superintendent of the Nevada Joint Union High School District. So if I'm a student or a parent right now and I hear, oh, we're going back to hybrid learning on February 1st, where can I go to get all of the information I need? What websites, what phone numbers? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're telling parents is to contact their primary school. Um, they go to, to their primary school's website, and then uh, there's information on there as well as you know updated schedules and such, and they'll get information about what cohort their student will be in and, and, you know, where to show up and when. And then if they have any additional questions, contact their school sites, and we're fully ready and capable of answering almost any question that uh, students, families, and the community may have.
I was looking through some other press releases, and I see that there's a live stream for a public awareness forum on domestic and sexual violence, how it touches us all. That's happening January 30th, and you're part of that. Yes. Uh, we have a number of partnerships that we uh, work in. You know, the one thing, we call them barriers to learning. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen in uh, students' lives that say, happen outside of the school setting that have a direct impact on their ability to learn. And that can be anxiety, uh, mental health, like violence in the home or violence that they've seen. Those are things that, you know, over the last 20, 30 years, the school districts have really had to step in and partner with other agencies on to deal with. I think we need to remember that our community is very diverse. Over 40% of our students are categorized as low socioeconomic. And so we have families just like in any other area of the state that are going through very, very tough challenges, whether that's brought on by the pandemic and loss of jobs. We have ongoing poverty. We also have families that, for whatever reasons, have had family breakdown um, or there's violence in the family or a parent or a sibling is incarcerated or drug use, whatever those you know social ills may be. And those have a direct impact on the students. So we have a very comprehensive set of services and we do a really good job at it. But it's a daily thing that you have to continue to do. This live stream that's happening on January 30th, I didn't put the details in front of me. Do you have some of those as far as how people can access this? Um, I think there's a, if you go to uh, the website for a group called Communities Beyond Violence, the Nevada County chapter of that, uh, they have information on their website to where there will be. Yeah, it'll be um, a lot of speakers were already previously taped and such, and then um, there'll be a, a question and answer component. And I'll cover this more on next Friday's uh, newscast as well, because it'll be the day before then. But we just wanted to touch on it now and give people a heads up, because I'm sure these are services that people could use right now. Definitely. As I mentioned earlier, the pandemic has had this enormous effect on our community, um, wide-ranging. And you know what we're seeing nationwide in Nevada County is just the microcosm of this, is that the pandemic has, has had a disproportionate impact on our lower stratas of folks in the socioeconomic spectrum. So the poor have been disproportionately impacted by this in terms of economics. Majority of individuals that have come down with COVID-19 and, and have had significant medical issues associated with that are disproportionately poor. And so that segment of our community is a segment that attends our schools, and we have to do all that we can collectively as a community to make sure that we're um, taking care of those students and such so that we can end these cycles of violence, cycles of poverty and such. Well, we've been talking with Brett McFadden. He's the superintendent of the Nevada Joint Union High School District with hybrid learning returning on February 1st. Brett, thank you very much, and we hope to talk with you more in the months to come to see how things are going. Sounds good. Happy to be here. Thank you.